welcome to the NASA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 6th of September 2021. It's Gary here again and I'm your host for this week's edition as usual and I am indeed just back from a whirlwind trip to Las Vegas and well I'm kind of hurting a wee bit. Not, not really really bad but definitely a little bit more tender than I normally am on a Monday for recording so we'll just need to see how it goes today. I mean I think you could basically call this being injured in the line of duty, where the line of duty is some family time, some NARSA 2022 recon work and a concert and more than my fair share of beers and wine when I was down there. So all that said, I'll do my very best for this week. I'm not 100% sure how it's going to work out, but the good news is that with it being the international break this week, things were a wee bit lighter on the Rangers and NASA front anyway. So just to start this week where we left off last week, I don't mind admitting I'm a wee bit surprised that we survived another transfer window relatively unscathed in terms of regular first team members continuing their footballing journey with us. I thought for sure there might have been some activity for us in that space and there didn't seem to be really any genuine major rumblings about any particular players at all, which seemed a wee bit odd. There was a wee bit of chatter about Nathan Patterson towards the, the last couple of days, the last few days maybe. But other than that, it just seemed a wee bit odd to me. But alas, uh, no. And and that might uh, be a wee bit of a concern for our supposed closest challengers now who are basically doing the same rebuilding job that we've been doing every summer for, it seems like, the last 10 years. And, and selling uh, a couple of the better players into the bargain as well. And, and look at how those rebuilding activities or endeavours worked out for us in the short term, in the moment, you know, when we were desperate for instant success and competing with a relatively settled and se- settled club and settled squad and, and the mob from the East. I've seen a few, I've seen very few um, examples of such rebuilds reaping instant success and their record thus far this season compounds that. So hopefully that trend continues and we kick on to a period of domestic and European success that we are all craving. But very happy overall. I don't know if the business folks at the club will be equally as happy in terms of the size of the squad and the wage bill and and all the other bits and pieces that go with that. But from a footballing perspective, it has to be disheartening that that we still have all of our best players there. I'm very, very pleased. Very pleased. On to this week's What Guys Got Wrong Last Week. Once again, I didn't receive any feedback from anyone that I made a mess of anything last week, which means this section might be moot now and maybe possibly could be retired. I'll leave it for a wee while just yet in in case of the odd faux pas by myself, but it's more people just getting annoyed with the wording I'm using and not there being anything actually factually inaccurate, which is all right, I guess. Games segment for this week, no games, obviously, to report um, from Rangers for this past week, although we did have a few key players away on international duty, which is also a worry when they're playing in competitive games for their countries and we don't have as much, if any, control over their training, their recovery, their medical support, Uh, certainly not as much as we would like and we would have if they were with us in here, I was going to say here, but back in Glasgow obviously. And and that's it. Like I mentioned before, I, I do understand the attraction of playing for and representing a country. And, and on these occasions, my main and only hope is that a meaningful experience is had, the players get the results that they wanted, and more importantly, they come home as rested as possible and unscathed to help the folks who are actually paying the bills for them. 
This week we are back in action, league action this time, away to St Johnson this coming Saturday, that's September the 11th, with a 7.30am Eastern Standard Time kickoff. that's a 12.30pm UK time kickoff. yeah, another another early one for us, obviously the last one, one that we had was an early one against Celtic a couple of weeks back as well, where we took the full three points as well. Now St Johnson hasn't been a club that we've enjoyed rip-roaring success against this past wee while and indeed the last twice we played them we haven't secured a win in either match with us drawing 1-1 both times and the latter one you'll remember was in the Scottish Cup and Ibrox going to penalties and then losing to them on penalties there and also on both occasions the equalising goals that we conceded were an injury time you know we just decided not to mark a goalie for example who's wearing a bright green or yellow uniform and, and that sort of thing. So that's kind of junk. So I'd like to suggest that we have some wrongs to right and a bit of a score to settle against them. And I am confident that we can do just that. St Johnson haven't exactly had a tremendously successful start to, to the new season. They've had three draws and one defeat thus far. And they did lose a couple of key players, a couple of first time, first team, sorry, key players during the, the transfer window. So I'm sure they'll be more than hungry to get themselves back on track and creep towards the top six slots. But bring it on and let's just see how we do on the weekend. I think we've proven over the last couple of years that we've managed to navigate the international breaks and the European trips and the like very, very well. So hopefully that's the, the same for that. On to RTV for this week, we had 17 clubs, 1-7, 17 clubs complete the survey. Therefore, we have a bunch who we'll need to chase up and, and get a complete a complete NARSA-wide picture of what's what as, as it relates to RTV. To date, we haven't sat down to analyse what has been submitted to this point, but we'll definitely carve out some time to do that this week sometime with the responses that we've had thus far. If your club have yet to complete the survey, firstly, why? And secondly, please get it done as quickly as possible. It literally takes not even five minutes. If you're organised and know what's what with your with your club's position, and we will be in touch with the clubs about that a wee bit more as the week progresses. It is a long weekend here. Uh, I believe in North America, certainly in Canada it is, so things might get off to a wee bit of a slower start. Um, this week, as we as we move as we move forward, for shout outs this week after last week's bumper edition, it was inevitable that it would be a bit tough to or a tough ask to, to match the type and number of shout outs that we had. But I did want to mention again some of the events planned for our, our member clubs. Firstly, the Toronto Number One Rangers Supporters Club have the the following events that they are organising. I did mention these. Last week, the first one is a charity race night on Saturday, September the 25th. And the first race starts at 7.30pm. You get pies and beans served as well for the the cost of $10 per person. And then on Saturday, the 6th of November at 7pm until 11 they have two for the show, which I believe is a band, and that's $15 per person as well. If you need any further information about them, please reach out to, to Norma, Norma Maxwell at the, the Toronto Number One Club or reach out to me directly if you don't have Norma's details and I'll be more than happy to pass them on to you so you can get yourself over there and enjoy a little bit of a hangout and some nice food and some nice entertainment as well. Secondly, in addition to the Queen Night that we talked about for Brahma Lee Rangers Supporters Club for uh, September, 
They have also organised a rib fest. Sorry, that's the, the Queen one is in October. But they've organised a rib fest do, I guess you would call it, for Saturday, September the 18th. That's a week on Saturday, starting at 4pm. You get a full rack of rib dinner with all the trimmings and entertainment from the brilliant Joe Cully, DJ, who does just a magnificent job of, of all the types and ty- styles of tunes that we so love to to enjoy. So tickets for that one are $30 per person and you can get them by emailing, you know, doing an interact trans- transfer of your monies to Bramalee Rangers at gmail.com and as I mentioned there earlier as I was fluffing my lines a wee bit at the beginning they do have their, their, due, their queen fundraiser do organised for Saturday October 16th and that's at 7.30 and the cost for that one is 25 and gets you admission, the concert of course access to raffles, door prizes and other bits and pieces in terms of auction items and things like that and they also, Bramley also have a 50-50 draw ongoing right now where they're selling 100 tickets at $20 per ticket. The winner of the 50-50 will get $700 and the second and third prizes are 150 each. You can secure your tickets for the 50-50 by emailing Bramley Rangers 55 that's the number 55, at gmail.com. I'm not... 100% sure why it's a different email address, maybe just to try and keep the buckets separate or whatever. First one, Bramalee Rangers at gmail.com. The 50-50 is Bramalee Rangers 55 at gmail.com. And of course, you can you can buy your tickets at the venue should you be visiting their club as well at any point between now and the events as well. Finally, for this week on the shout-outs, I'm, I'm sure most of you will have seen or heard the situation with senior members of Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, being, in inverted commas, outed by the Daily Record for offensive tweets that they sent out around about 10 years ago or so, which prompted their immediate resignation from Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, and a commitment to rehabilitation training on the Rangers Everyone Anyone campaign. This has opened a course of action, essentially, by the Rangers fans community like like nothing we've really seen since the, the early days of the banter years back in 2012 and when, when we had the Rangers fans fighting fun together and, and really just kind of rallying around the club where the support has basically said, once again, enough is enough and has trolled through existing sports writers with the records, social media accounts and captured a whole bunch of offensive, sectarian, homophobic content there. And I feel this is most likely just the very tip of the iceberg and the boys and girls over at the record will hopefully forever regret the decision to attack one of the most successful sports and and more specifically Rangers podcasts out there today. It's all deep-rooted in a few things, I think. You know, firstly... A deep hatred for our football club that they just don't seem to, to even bother to try and hide. Two, a sensationalistic mentality when trying to condemn people for things that they said a decade ago, all the while trying to frantically delete their own social media accounts for things that they have said that are way worse. And thirdly, an attempt to to, to punish and discredit official media partners at Rangers Football Club for having the audacity to pay for the privilege to become official media partners at Rangers Football Club. You remember that Rangers decided it was in the club's best interest to have media outlets pay for the privilege of access to club-specific content rather than giving it away for free and then being regularly slapped around the face with said content in an attempt to discredit the club even more while raking in monies for our content. 
Hmm. So, seeing a bit of a theme here, yeah, I hope you are. So, the, the reason this is really important to us here at NARSA is, is that our good friend and confirmed MC for NARSA 2022, David Edgar, is at the eye of the storm of this particular furor, and, and we will support him in whatever way we can. Cammy Bell and Ian Hogg are the, the two that... that that uh, resigned from heart and hand and they've also been big supporters of NARSA over the years as well and, and we, we protect our own. I, I don't know anyone who could look back to 10 years ago and not regret or lament something that they said. I mean, I just got back from Vegas and I did it for four days there in a row, you know, and, and, and if they chose it to be on social media, then it's basically public forever and ever and you do need to live with the potential consequences of that. I'm sure there would be more than one person trolling through their own social media accounts over the last week. Well, just to double double check what's there. That's the life that we live in now. In the world that we live in now, the, the moral lines and and some laws essentially were were different a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, and so on. And I'm not saying that they weren't wrong, but what I'm saying is. If the line was positioned in a different spot a long time ago, it seems like a very dangerous precedent to go back in a newer and more enlightened age and retrace things that would clearly be more than offensive and, and potentially illegal today. I'm not sure where that all ends, but I am sure that the main culprit at the Daily Record, Mark McGivern, is not hugely popular with his colleagues right now who, who must be completely exposed to their own versions of offence caused and the laws broken quite how the record sanctioned this thinking it was a good stand to take when their very own staff are in the biggest of glass houses themselves will be something that people's careers could be ruined on and they deserve every single thing that's coming their way there's zero sympathy from me on that one david and the boys are up for, for the fight and and they have the backing of the ranger support worldwide i just want to wish them all the very best of luck and and seeing how, how this pans out over the next wee while. Good luck to the Daily Record in trying to sweep this one under the carpet because I know that David and his team are, are bringing this to the forefront of the full moral authorities that, that, that folk think they, they are out there. I can't wait to see the backtracking from here. And what I just want to say, David, my friend, whatever you need, you know where we are. From a convention perspective, yes, I said perspective, the main update that we have this week is that we, we didn't actually do the communication about the the hotel rooms being, additional hotel rooms being available for, for booking again. I know we did talk about it on the pod and it was mentioned on the accompanying blurb last week. So so we will get a communication out there for folks that, that, that don't listen and, and, and get that so that they know that they can go in and get that organised. And while I was down in Vegas last few days, I did manage to meet with the hotel operations staff and do a walkthrough of the convention event space, almost all of the convention event space on Friday, and also grabbed a separate chat with Jimmy Denning from the Las Vegas Loyal on Saturday morning as well, and as always with things like this, the face-to-face get-togethers always reaps way better rewards than just emails or phone calls or texts or or things like that, and, and we now all have some takeaways to work through over the coming days to continue to align on who's doing what and how best to utilise the space that we have contracted and where we'd like to take things going forward on some of the more social events that are in and around the convention as well. So more to follow on that next week once I regain my bearings a wee bit and, and collate my notes and, and memories from the weekend that was, and we will 
get more information in your hands or in your ears as soon as we can. On the travel front, we are going to be chatting with Roseanne from the Holiday Flight Centre and hopefully finalise the particulars we need in place to get going on the partnership. I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful we'll have a chance to chat with her this week sometime and then take it from there. If you have been waiting or are holding off on your, on your booking, uh, of travel, or well, booking your travel, I should say. The good news is that we should have news within the week. I, I'll, I would definitely love to, to have a, a proper update for you for next week's pod, if at all possible. I know this is moving a wee bit slower than we would all have liked, ourselves and Roseanne included, but it is important that we get this right, and that's definitely what we're endeavouring to do. So we'll try and get on a call with Roseanne this week and the, the nurse executive, and then see where we take it from there. Another regular plug for our Frequently Asked Questions document that, that is on our website about the convention. Any questions you have, you are more than welcome to visit that site and I'm fairly confident that the questions will be answered for you. No interviews set up over the last wee while or for the next wee while. We'll maybe try and get a bit of a groove on over the next wee while and, and, and get back into to doing some interviews. There are some people that we would really like to try and get around the table. I know I keep mentioning um, Rangers Football Club's very own communications director, David Graham. He would be a good one to get on, especially in light of all the communication-related angst and drama that is going on in and around the club right now. And with that, some things I did want to mention on a communications front from this past week Firstly, you might have seen on the Rangers website that the Rangers Soccer Academy have branched out yet again in the North American market and have signed an agreement with Flamborough Dundas Soccer Club. The club said the partnership will see Rangers Soccer Academy staff and coaches work closely with Flamborough Dundas to assist with player development. Based on the outskirts of the city of Hamilton in Ontario, Flamborough Dundas provides community-based football with an average of 2,000 new players registering each year. I'll put the link to the article uh, where we also hear a wee bit from Gary Gibson from, from the Rangers uh, the Rangers Soccer Academy, of course, and Graham Monroe, who's the technical director at Flamborough Dundas. And I'm also told that Graham is a member of the Bramalee Rangers Supporters Club in Brampton, Ontario too. So if that's accurate, that's great news to have a bear helping Rangers reach across the international waters again and continue to grow our footprint in the soccer academy world, as we call it over here. Secondly, the club made the following announcement on the website last Thursday. It was in relation to the piece I'd mentioned last week about the video circulating with people singing offensive material in Glasgow city centre. And quite short and sweet, after liaising with Police Scotland regarding a well-documented incident on Sunday, Rangers have written to three individuals to confirm their indefinite ban from all club fixtures. We reiterate, we reiterate our club stance against all forms of discrimination and once again underline our approach to so-called fans, and in inverted commas, who bring the good name of Rangers FC into disrepute. I just read an article a wee bit earlier on today that I believe in the beginning there was three people arrested and just today I read that there was actually eight eight arrests have now been made so I don't know if the club are going to follow up with the additional five people if it's for the same sort of thing and, and let them know that they're no longer welcome at the club or not I guess time will tell over the next couple of days on that one but it's very interesting on a whole bunch of levels for me you know with the one main one being that the club 
have bypassed the majority of the Scottish judicial system process and just went straight to banning them outright before they've even been convicted. So maybe such was the damning nature of, of the video footage there, possibly. But this is a whole new level of bullishness from the club that's been brewing for quite some time and another indictment of how seriously they're taking their everyone, anyone campaign and, and probably a proactive attempt at reducing any finger pointing coming our way for not taking stuff like this seriously as an institution. I can definitely understand all of that and, and the process that they've, they've followed as well. But maybe... Next on the list will be the targeting of the mainstream media when they run very similar articles of bad behaviour by different sets of fans and one has the title mentioning Rangers fans and another, when it's so obviously Celtic fans, is labelled with football fans. Rangers fans, football fans. You see, it's, the, it's these blatant nuances like that which infuriates the fans when you, you can see that the, the bias is so blatantly and literally in black and white in front of your eyes. So maybe the club stands is to continue just to chip away at stuff like that with a view to eventually regaining some level of parity in the mainstream media because that's all we want, a fair and level playing field. We don't want any favours or any bias for us, just a fair, accurate and timely reporting of events that happen in and around our club. Maybe maybe we'll get there at some point, but I hope this is a, an overall part of a of a solid strategy from a communication perspective and it's not just shotgunning and reacting to, to things that we believe we should shotgun and react to just because other people say that we should as well. Again, time will tell and who knows. We still have to organise our, our giveaway. I know I keep saying this for the manager's dinner for the two tickets that we have from our partners over at Five Stars. And and Five Stars are just raking up a storm back home right now. They've, they have events all over the place right now, which is great to see and just great to see all the legends and, and some of the photographs from people at these events as well. I know they put on a really good events and they must be delighted to get back in front of the crowds and things like that again. Really, really well done to the guys over there. We will get that convert that competition, sorry, organised. I'm going to commit to this week. I know I've been a bit fluffy with my language over the last couple of weeks about when we're going to get it done, but we do have the trivia question organised. We do know what our strategy is going to be to get that out there, and and we will hopefully get that done this week and just add a wee bit of uh, excitement to our lead-up to the St. Johnson game this coming Saturday. So that's going to do it for this week, my friends. As always, thank you very, very much for taking the time to listen. Please do share it with whomever else you think might enjoy it. And until this time next week, take care of yourself. All the very best. I hope your team wins. Cheerio. Cheerio.